Hello and welcome to the No Walls Podcast. My name is Preston and I'm here once again with Taylor Otterbein and Trevor McBain. Trevor is back. Pew, pew. Let's yeah. go then, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got a whole baby. A and, whole baby. Yeah. And <laughs> There's a human at your house that's there not your is, wife, bro. Yeah, there is. She reminds me of it like every two or three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I'm, I'm glad to have you back, though. Yeah, man. It's, it's good, good to be back. To be Missed y'all. Um, so today for this episode, uh, I would like to hop into something that... Uh, probably more of like a rabbit holy conversation. I want this to be a very like open dialogue, just kind of just brain scattered. Let's just talk about it. Um, so one of the things that I think you can see in the world um, and that I'm, I'm starting to notice around me is that like most people, I think most people think that they're the smartest person in the room. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if most people would admit to that, but I think you can tell by actions. Most people think that their way is the way um, f- with any given circumstance. Uh, and the more I look at myself, I can catch myself in moments like that all the time, right? I, I don't think that just applies to other people. I think it's really easy to fall into that. Um, and so there's just like this interesting dichotomy that takes place where it's like, if everyone thinks that they're a genius, uh, like we can't all be right. Uh, so not everyone can be a genius. Not everyone can be right. But also... The flip side of that is that everyone is idiots. And <laughs> if everyone is idiots and no one has it figured out, then how do I live in a world where everyone is idiots? And and, and I was kind of playing around with that idea. It's just like if, if I'm not a genius but everyone's an idiot, then how can I go to other people for advice? And then like just the way that that thing plays out. And so I kind of want to have that conversation today. Uh, and so I, I guess... My first question, I guess, is like, how do we, how do we, how do we balance making sure that we don't feel like the genius all the time? Mm. <coughs> I think it starts with. <coughs> I I think the root issue is, what is the reason we have to we have to be the genius. Like there's something about that that like is pulling at us and I know it pulls at me and it's like I need to be smart. I need to be the wisest. I need to have the most answers. And like I think somewhere along the line, it's probably always been true in history and it just becomes more clear now because of social media. I don't know. But like there's an intrinsic value we're associating with getting the answers right. Like we have to have all of life. And because like being right communicates value about who we are as people. We don't have the ability to be wrong, which makes it harder to learn. Mm-hmm. So when, when something doesn't work or you hit a hitch in the road or something's not, like it's clearly not playing out like you think it is. Instead of being like, yeah, I was probably wrong on that one. Or I missed that one. I must be right. So now I'm trying to prove an assumption instead of reading the data. Yeah. And so then instead of like recorrecting or shifting or changing to a different decision or like, or doing something a new way, it's like, I have to win this. This has to work. So then you stay on one train of thought and while it's not working, you just keep running it. Yeah. And then you can't read it because you have to be right. Like being wrong is no longer allowed. Like it's not an acceptable data point. We're not allowed to grow. We're not allowed to change. We're not allowed to shift. We're not allowed to, we, we aren't allowed to reserve the right to change our mind. Like, we have to be right from Jump Street. And when we are wrong, we can't be wrong. It just must mean I got to prove it out a different way. 
Yeah. And so you're like, you get sunk cost bias where you're stuck to one thought process and you have to be there forever. And I think that becomes like the, the biggest issue behind why like we get stuck is like, we have to be the genius yeah. because if we're not the genius, then we are deeply flawed as human beings and we can't be flawed, which doesn't make sense because we all are flawed. Like mm-hmm. there's like this weird disassociation that's taking place. We have to be a version of humanity. Humanity's never been. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think there's like a misconception that it can't be both. You can't be an idiot and a genius mm-hmm. like simultaneously in yeah. different percentages and stuff like that. It's kind of, Kind of something in a season of life right now that I'm chewing on is like, while I do have a voice in certain rooms of like, hey, I I know some stuff about that. That's cool. Like, I, I have some things to say. The other ones, I'm like, I'm the most disqualified person in this room and I'm saying nothing and I'm just absorbing. Yeah. Um, and there's some kind of really cool freeing healing thing in the midst of that that just showcasing that like it can be both it doesn't have to be just a black and white uh i heard taylor stay on say on stage recently that like um like god operates so much in gray areas and we our our brain tries to put him in absolutes and black and whites all the time Mm -hmm. and i i think that there is on the journey of obtaining knowledge and becoming a healthier better human for yourself your family and for others uh i think that we get that twisted sometimes and um anyway yeah something something about that it can be both is is healing because like i've definitely put my foot in my mouth of like you don't know what you're talking about just shut just be quiet and just listen and absorb um but you feel like you have to like contribute and sometimes the best contribution is your like is quiet and absorbing. I sat in a uh, a writing session one time. I was at a, a music writing camp, and it's this room full. I think there was like six to eight or, or so of us, and uh, like the first five or ten minutes, we were all very like ping pong and ideas and go 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 and stuff like that. And then at one point, this one girl she like caught something, and her and two other guys just went with it. And the other, then there was like another group of people that were kind of like trying to contribute, but I literally went and sat down in the recliner behind me and was like, and then like just chilling and listening. And they asked at the end, one of the guys asked at the end of the session was like, like, where'd you go? Like, what the heck? Kind of thing. I was like, dude, the the worst thing I could have done in that moment for like the better result was to open my mouth. Mm So anyway, that's what come to mind. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) I think it's a trip kind of, cause I've been like, I've been thinking through this. Because I'm 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 finding it like harder and harder to lead people sometimes in certain areas because like there's an inability to to see the chance that like they might be wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Simultaneously, I know that that's been true about me a ton of times in my life. So it's not like a them thing; it's an us thing. Like it 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 seems like it's becoming like as a general like whole. Mm-hmm. It seems like humanity is getting like weaker and weaker and weaker at the ability to just like just for a second consider is there a chance I'm wrong yeah like is is it possible that there's a data I don't have like is is it possible that maybe I'm not seeing this right and someone else might be and like I'm I'm seeing that become more difficult like consistently mm-hmm. kind of like trying to figure this out like why <laughs> like why is it becoming so hard for us to consider the fact that like we might just be wrong on something and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I think part of it, because I, I really think social media has hurt us 
because no one celebrates the moment they made a bad decision. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one ever comes out and is like, y'all, like, here's this take I had on Monday at breakfast. Ooh, Jesus, that was wrong. Right. That was so wrong. And like, you right. never get that moment. Yeah. You only get to see everybody's, like, ideal picture of themselves. And then what winds up happening is I think we're all kind of, like, in, like, this, like, uh, like this group psychosis where we're, like, we should all be that person. Like, so, like, somewhere along the line, we've all adapted this idea that we should only put forward the most accurate perfect picture of who we are yeah instead of being authentic about the fact that like you know there was a lot of things this week that was mess so it's like we won't put a profile photo on facebook of everything in the background isn't clean right when the truth is you just pushed all the crap to the left and the right of the photo sure yeah your house is absolutely trash but you made sure that one little spot was clear yeah and like somehow we've all bought into this myth that we must be this perfect ideal version of ourselves and because everyone else seems to be like that mm. we can't not be that right yeah. and it's like we can say out loud like like yeah but everyone's messy but like you never see everyone's mess yeah because like it feels like you're lying to yourself like you've got some weird coping mechanism right yeah. of like we're all messy and we know we're all messy but like no one else looks messy so like are we really not messy like are we right. just lying to ourselves like everyone else really does have it all right right and we're the one idiot in the room. Right. And because that, like, that's an absurd take, but it be it starts to feel like that because you never see mm. other people be messy. Right. Yeah. And so you just buy into, well, I, I that's got to be wrong. So here's the pressure and yeah. here's the input. And it's like we're chasing a rabbit none of us are ever going to catch. Yeah. Right. And then we're stuck because now when we get into real moments in life where we really need some honest feedback, right. some true help. Right. <clears throat> this is simply not working. It not working is no longer an option. Right. Yeah. It must work. And when something has to work, it becomes near impossible to get to a healthy place. Right? Yeah. When something has to be true, it is so hard to find what's true. Right. Yeah. That's good. I, I think there's a, uh, in the seasons of my life where I thought I was the genius, uh, what generally plays out is like I must I'm doing the right thing right so the lane that I'm running must be right because I am right so e everything else that's falling apart around me or the areas of my life that are falling apart that's just the world's fault like that's just it has to be someone else's fault I can't even accept responsibility for anything and um, there's a book called extreme ownership and it's by Jocko Willink and it's an amazing book um, but pretty much the whole concept is like you can't change anything until you know that you're wrong. Mm -hmm. And so, like, long term, if you w want to be the genius, you'll have your pride. But if you can accept that you're wrong, you'll have peace. And That's so good. The man, that's good. The idea of that, man, there have been so many times where, like, you've stepped in or, like, I mean, like, there were so many times where I brought something to you that I was, like, stoked about. Like, hey, bro, this is going to be dope. I think this is going to happen. This is a great idea. And then you start poking holes in it. And it's not like you're not trying to be mean. It's not that you don't believe in me because I've seen every every area you've put me in where, like, you you believe in me in so many ways. Like, I, I would never doubt that. And, like, we have enough equity so that I know that. But it's like, bro, like, that's just that's just not going to work. Or, like, how does that, like, conflict with, like, what you're called to do? Or, like, how, like you're just asking me questions. And there have been so many times where, like, had I not been able to listen to you or had I not been able to listen to an outside voice, like, I probably wouldn't be here today. You know what I mean? Like, I probably wouldn't be... Um, in this place where I feel like I have way more peace than most people. Like, like I feel like 
like like my life is dope and I'm stoked about that and I, I feel like a lot of those times um where there was like a pivotal moment had I went with what I thought was right my life would look a lot different today and I don't think it would be for the better and so um so that kind of or you can go ahead sorry <laughs> no you just had me you just had me thinking through like I don't really have any uh like really worldly accolades like to my name all right so like I didn't graduate high school I don't have like a college degree um I kind of underachieved honestly by like all the world standards like in about every way you can and honestly <laughs> like um however I I am living my dream um yeah. I have a joy in the things that I do and what I'm a part of that I I see few people have um and I'm doing things that other people when we started like what like growing up with them were actually like objectively better than me at mm-hmm. kind of just started thinking through like like what makes like well, how did I get the life that I have like obviously I think God's hand was all in it as a person of faith I think Jesus is a huge piece to pay play in everything that I am like I am not here without him so I started thinking through like what got me where I am like how 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 am I leading a student ministry I'm passionate about while not graduating high school, having a college degree. Like who would let that knucklehead on stage? I'm here. And what I've come to realize is I can look back at my life. And I think the thing that makes me different than people I grew up with, or even like many of my family has absolutely nothing to do with skill set. <laughs> has nothing to do with gifting, mm-hmm. intellect, none of that because I have a lot of people smarter than me. I have a lot of people who are better at communicating than I am. I have a lot of people who are uh, like just better at all the things that you could be good at. Like um, the thing that made me different and makes me different, I believe, is I think the fact that I have none of those accolades allows me to know I'm not the smartest in the room. Mm. That doesn't mean that I can't be that person. I absolutely want to be that person. I'm confident in the plays that I run. But I have like almost a built-in like, I haven't, I don't, I don't know that I know, right? Like, yeah. I believe this is the most right call for me to play, but, like, I, I know that there are a ton of people around me so much smarter than I am, and to get where I am, I've needed guidance. Mm. Like, I've needed help, like, in, in, in big and small things when it comes to ministry. Like, the thing that makes our student ministry unique and really special, in my personal opinion, <clears throat> is when we do student ministry, we put kids into tribes, which are, mm. like, small groups. Yeah. It is so beautiful. Like, it, it is the secret sauce to who we are. And we almost didn't do it the way we do it. Mm-hmm. I was so sure that doing this in people's homes was right play. Yeah. So the idea of doing it on a Wednesday night seemed so absurd to me. Like, why would we do that? But our lead pastor, Jared, is like, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not going to play the way you think. Ask me all the questions, but I was I was right, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, was a, I was smarter than he was. Like, forget <laughs> how smart he is or what he's done. Now I'm way smarter than he's wrong on this. And so, like, he asked all the questions he knew to ask, and I was still so sure that I was dead on. He's like, all right, how about this? Trust me to play the play I'm saying first. If I'm wrong, we'll go your route. He's like, play it. So I played it, and of course it worked. (laughs) And so the thing that makes our student ministry beautiful almost didn't happen because I knew I was smarter than he was. Mm. But mm-hmm. my response when faced with someone in my life I trusted and cared for and knew loved me and I knew was actually further along in this thing than I am good. wasn't to prove my point. 
it was to trust his. Right. Yeah. And now we are where we are because of that. And that thing has played out time and time and time. And that's just one moment of a hundred over the last decade of my life where I was really confident. I knew what I was talking about, mm. but there was someone in the room. Yeah. There was a person I trusted. There was an input I had that was really confident. I'm not seeing it clearly. Yeah. And in those moments throughout my life, my average response, there have been moments where I didn't, but as a general average is to lean in and trust mm -hmm. is to be like, okay, well, I'm gonna run your play. Yeah. And it's, the, it's the, it's the difference maker. Like it yeah. is the meter it, or it is the, it, it's the thing that's moved the meter for me the most in my life. It wasn't getting better. It was just trusting the voices in my life when I was faced with moments where there was conflict. And that's the thing that I'm seeing become less and less and less available to people yeah. and becoming harder and harder and harder. And isn't to toot my own horn is to say that, like, I think it's true for all of us. Yeah. Like, even if I had letters next to my name, even if I had all the degrees, even if I've been doing this for another 25 years, I hope to God that, like, when I'm 35, I can still hear the moments yeah. where the people I trust in my life can see something I can't. And my response isn't to prove me right. It's to trust them. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. The seeing seeing things that you like you can't like having people around you and voices and stuff around you. I I like I'm I'm looking at kind of like the inverse of like the person that's the loudest voice in the room mm. of like I'm running the play I'm right I'm the loudest voice in the room. I'm also looking at the perspective of the person that's like the quietest in the room running the play is like introverted in their head mm -hmm. that they're like like the one that's like super detrimental and destructive like internally and stuff mm -hmm. and and they stay stuck in that soundtrack until they're able to get into a room with another voice that gives them the perspective of like but like you're leaning on your own understanding introverted and just because you're not saying it out loud mm -hmm. it's less of a you think it's like less of an impact but you're actually self-deprecating to the point of destruction yeah and you value i watched a video this morning of a of a dad doing like a voiceover of his battle through cancer and it started out him like holding his little girl as a baby and toward the end of his life, he ended up passing away. The little girl's like helping like hold his arm up and stuff like that, pushing his little like IV cart thing. Mm -hmm. And that like, he's like, it didn't seem like I mattered through this whole process of like, she's going to grow up. She's going to have a parent. She we're financially stable, all these things. But like, I never will know the impact that this little bit of time took and it took another person to kind of help show him that perspective so yeah. him being the genius i know that i'm not impactful in his own mind yeah he could have died on that literally he could have literally died in that yeah. and until he was able to sit in front of his jared um he would have died in that and and but but he gained that perspective and now he has this gift of a video or a dialogue or a diary or whatever yeah to leave his child to be like I didn't leave without like, wow, this was a really cool moment I, I got to experience. But I, anyway, I just looked at kind of like the inverse of like, there are tons of people that are the loud voices, the screaming in the room of like, I'm correct, I'm right, I'm bulldozing through the wall. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of people that are like dying alone mm -hmm. secretly that are leaning on their own understanding. It's the same, it's the same problem. Yeah. It, it just, you think it's less because it's quiet. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah. Anyway, that's what kind of, kind of, kind of, love that. of that. <clears throat> and like, kind of back to like your original question where it's like the dichotomy of like, well, are there all geniuses or all idiots or something like, yeah, I think while like I'll, like I'm profoundly thankful for like the Jared Callahan in my life and the Ryan Gray in my life. Like 
I got to teach on Sunday and I was talking about how like, well, those are like the, the two people who have had the single most impact in my life. Like it's never just only been them. Right. And I think sometimes like for me, like I'll, I'll really honor and lift them up and it'll make it sound like, well, you've got to go find one person right. to trust your whole life That's to. Good. Yeah. And if you can find that person, I mean, I mean, do it. It's worked out great for me, right. but it's, it can't just be that right. yeah. because no person on earth is God. Yeah. And right. so if your entire hopes and dreams and wishes are stuck to an individual, like oh, they're going to fail you. Yeah. <clears throat> I think the better goal in life is not to try to find one person to mm-hmm. control your life or steer your life. Mm-hmm. Right. The better goal is find a bunch of people who are geniuses in areas. Right. And trust them when they speak. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's far more attainable is not to go find a person who can meet all your needs. Right. What's far more attainable is find people who are really good at one thing. Mm, so good. And when I need help in my finances, I go to this person who crushes finances. Yeah. They know how to invest. They know how to manage. They know how to, because they need to be good stewards. Like when I need money advice, I go here. <laughs> I need to figure out what's a good house to buy. Try to work on my house. So I'm going to go to this person. Yeah. Who who builds houses? Mm-hmm. Right, they're they they know something I don't know. Right. When it comes to ministry, I'm gonna go talk to this person. They're gonna walk me through like, hey, I've been doing ministry for thirty you know years. Like, mm-hmm. here are some things I've seen. Right. Right. It might work for you. When I need to be a good parent, I'm gonna go to the 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 mom or the dad that like, is the mom or dad I want to be like. Right. Yeah. Like, if I could be them in ten years, that's who I want to be. When I need marriage advice, I'm gonna start asking people who have marriages I'd want to have. Yep. Like when I look at their life, there's some fruit on that tree I would like to be eating in ten years. So I'm gonna go ask them some questions, and you just keep stacking right people like that. Hey, when my emotions all over the place, I'm gonna go talk to a therapist. Or hey, when I need some help on, uh, like how to cook, here's this person in my life <laughs> that makes bomb food. So I'm gonna try and get all them recipes. Like, right. I mean, on the biggest and the smallest things in your life what is attainable is not like trying to find a person it's trying to find many people oh it's so good and when you have many people what you find out is you aren't the genius right neither are they right because they got people right and when you can shift the paradigm from thinking everybody has to be right or everybody has to be wrong to we're all right about some things right yeah so the things we're usually really right on we're going to go get that from those people right yeah and then we're going to go find other people who need these other things and if you can compile a community of people who are really good at some things. Right. What you have is the input you'll always need. Right. And that is sustainable. Right. Yeah. And that's the target, I think. I think my 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 admonition to you, like listening today, would be accept the fact that you're not as smart as you think you are. Mm-hmm. And go find the people who are smarter than you at the things you need help on. And trust them when they speak. Yeah. Don't try to prove yourself right. You're not getting any win out of that. Trust that there are people in your life that are a little bit further than you are. And there's some wisdom there that if you would just get out of your own way long enough to consider the fact that you might be wrong, you might be walking into a life you didn't know was possible. Yeah, that's good. That's so good. All right, well, I think it's a good place to end this thing. <laughs> yeah, mic drop. <laughs> uh, yeah, love you guys. Thank love you guys you. so much love for you, talking man. to me. Today.